Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked on Flames. The Flames' magic number is down to 17, and that's all it's going to take to clinch a playoff spot. What if the playoffs started today, though? What would the picture look like, and who would the Flames be playing? And what are the realistic outcomes of that series? All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Flames. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. As always, I am your host, Jess Belmosto of the Metropolitan Riveters Public Relations Team. How are you today? I hope you're looking forward to today's episode. This is a fun one, and thank you so much for making Locked on Flames your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, you name it. And of course, we are free on YouTube as well. And uh, let's jump right into it. If the playoffs started today, listen, don't, 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 don't come for me. I'm sorry. I know. I don't like these hypo- hypothetical situations, but we're, we're going to make, make the most out of it, all right? But <laughs> if the playoffs started today, Nashville, Nash Vegas, baby, uh, Flames would take on the Predators, and that would be a lot of fun to watch. I think that Nashville is a fun team. They have such a great young goalie with UC Soros who took over for Pecorine, and we would see David Riddick. I, now, I don't think he would see any starting time during the playoffs, but um, you never know. <laughs> uh, and I just think that the Flames and uh, Predators have two of my favorite jerseys in the league, so I like I benefit from this. And uh, speaking of goaltenders... Let's talk about how this team matches up, okay? How these teams match up. UC Soros is just so silly, so good at what he does. He makes it look so easy. And just like I said the other day with uh, Markstrom, if they're making it look so easy and effortless, chances are it's really difficult to do. (laughs) And Soros is a smaller guy, too. Like, he doesn't – I think he's 5'11". And he doesn't, you know, stand tall like uh, most goaltenders do. You know, you usually see 6'1", 6'2", as like on the smaller side of goalies. But you got Markstrom there at 6'6", basically the same size as Ben Bishop. And that's that's wild. But uh, Saros has, uh, prior to tonight's game against the Flyers, he had a 9-2-4 save percentage just under... Uh, 3,000 minutes played this season with a goals against average of 2.41. You know, I I would say that's pretty good. Uh, (laughs) I think that he is just, he had some pretty big skates to fill this season and really for the foreseeable future in Nashville. So I think he's he's doing pretty well. (laughs) Markstrom has a 9-2-7 with a... 209 goals against average and clocking in about 2700 minutes this season. 
and like I said, <laughs> the size difference between this these two are crazy. I would love to see, like, in comparison, like, how many hockey sticks tall or, like, you know, like the mini club sticks. I think th- that would be funny to see. But Soros holds his own and he is a force to be reckoned with. And Flames know that. They played against him this season and it, it's just – he's a really – fantastic goaltender like i can't say that enough uh other leaders on the team philip forsberg he actually had a goal tonight so he technically leads the team now in goals with 32 but prior to tonight's game uh matt duchene and philip forsberg were tied at 31 goals apiece did i ever think i would see the day where matt duchene was a 30 goal scorer like I don't know if he's done it in the past. He he might have. He very well might have. But when I think of Matt Duchesne, I think of the Ottawa Senators uh, Uber incident. I don't think of, like, this fantastic player that's just, like, star power. I'm sorry. That's probably really mean to say. But Philip Forsberg, I, I've loved this guy. Anytime anyone asks me, you know, I, I have um, a Roman Yossi jersey and I wore it for Halloween this year, you know, but like when I was in Nashville, almost 10 years ago, that's disgusting. Um, people kept asking me, you're from Boston. Why, like, why would you cheer for the predators? And I was like, Philip Forsberg, have you seen the man score a goal? Have you seen how nasty and filthy and sexy his goals? (laughs) Like I, I do feel bad when he scores against, you know, a team that I'm covering or a team that I'm rooting, actively rooting for, but my god his in between the leg goal against the flyers tonight unreal i I could do a whole episode on him (laughs) but tanner janot has been a very fun rookie to watch i think that he is just again another positive light for nashville he is fun he is talented (laughs) along with roman yossi who has uh who's Went into the night with 69 points. Very nice. And then uh, 71. He, so he had himself a two-point night so far. And just unreal. Um, I can't get enough of either team, to be entirely honest. I think that Nashville has such a fun atmosphere. And I think that they really are. A, a good hockey team do i think that they they're super legit no do i think that they're cup contenders not entirely do i think that they're closer yes do i think that the flames have the upper hand here yes and we're going to talk more about that in the next segment but i think you know off the bat here you know you look at who the Predators have, and they do have some star power to them. They have some legitimate goal scorers, strong defensemen. That's that's one thing we're going to talk about next. And then, of course, their goal- did I mention their goaltender? <laughs> and just everything. Everything for them kind of flows well. But is it enough to beat the Calgary Flames in this hypothetical playoff situation? Well, if you think so, you can head on over to BetOnline AG and BetOnline.net to check out all the props and odds you need to uh, find out what 
the realistic possibilities of that could be because Bet Online has all of your sports news updates, podcasts, uh, live player prop updates, you name it. Bet Online has it. And you can head on over to betonline.net today to check out the website for all the latest and greatest news involving sports betting. And you can do that at betonline.net. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you again so much for tuning into Locked on Flames. Please make sure to give this show a five-star rating and a nice little review in the little review box. Thank you so much. I I am very comfortable saying that the Flames could win a series against the Predators. I'm very comfortable saying that. I think almost everyone should see that as well. Uh, and I think that they do match up pretty well on all aspects of the team, you know? Uh, offensively, they they do match up pretty well. I think that um, their top goal scorer has, like, two more goals than Elias Lindholm, who is technically the Flames, like, goal scorer. But leading goal scorer. But whatever. Like, little things like that don't really matter when it comes down to that. Uh, Calgary does have the better goal differential, but at the end of the day, like, I don't think that that's a true fair assessment of a team. I think that, you know, the eye test is really what, what it comes down to. And then of course, you know, analytics can, can help that, can help you help and aid you in that uh, eye test and, or they just completely like ruin your idea and what you're watching but uh I do think that Calgary has had the better defense as well and again because they passed the eye test on paper I do think it's Nashville on paper absolutely but the eye test what I see night in and night out from Calgary proves to me that they have a strong championship caliber defense and I'm not saying that, oh, like, if they don't go out and, you know, do something to fix that third pairing, then uh, it's a bust. But I do think that – I do think that that is a fine third pair. I think that they have come miles from where they started this season, and Zadorov just needs to stop taking penalties (laughs) as often as he does. And, you know, what it comes down to is the actual game. You know, you have you can have a beautiful roster made out on paper, and then you can have another beautiful roster made out on the second sheet of paper. But what does it come down to? The three periods of hockey both of those rosters play. And I just I I think that Nashville is a team that is gritty, not in like a dirty way, but I think that they have that um they love a good comeback. They have that underdog mentality that the Flames also have, but I think that they are more of an underdog in the terms of playoff rounds. They've also had more recent success in the playoffs than the Flames. Um, but like they, <laughs> Forsberg's goal tonight, uh, filthy goal between the legs, uh, was a go ahead goal for the predators against the flyers i'm pretty sure it was late in the game too so 
you know, they love a good comeback. They love to be that resilient hockey team (laughs) that is so easy to root for. And I think Calgary is very familiar with that style of play. I think my first three games of covering them, they were down and then made like third period comebacks. (laughs) So, you know, they're very familiar with being able to come from behind as well. And Markstrom is a strong goalie. I don't see him as a, you know, goaltender that's going to go out in the playoffs and just kind of give up goal after goal and just kind of collapse. I don't think that at all. Even if he is tired and worn down, I I think that he still can produce and perform. I I don't even want to feed into this next narrative because I just we're going to skip it for now. Let's let's oh, it just makes me so like uncomfy. But let, let's continue to talk about Markstrom, okay? So Jacob Markstrom, last year, at the end of the season, at the exit interviews, kept saying, you know, if you're not upset that we're packing up today, you're on the wrong team or, like, something's wrong with you. And, you know, those aren't his exact words. He used a lot more aggressive words <laughs> and aren't family-friendly for this show. But he was sending a message, like, this guy is ready to go win a Stanley Cup. He is a Stanley Cup caliber goaltender. I would guarantee you that him, Lindholm, and Yarncroft have probably all like talked about this in their group chat before and been like, you know, okay, so before we retire and buy that Swedish hockey club, how are we going to celebrate with the cup? Personally, my day with the cup would just be me like drinking a margarita out of it or like eating poutine that's just that sounds like delicious to me but you know like how they have a good bond (laughs) and Marcus room is this goaltender and this voice in the locker room that I guarantee you is pushing for this team to go out there and win I don't know anything that goes on behind those doors I don't have any inside information but everything in my heart tells me that Markstrom is one of the main voices in the room just pushing and wanting that this year to be successful. And what I don't want to hear going into this, (laughs) I've only heard it once so far and it's only been on Facebook and Facebook like team group pages are just so not realistic and I want to say like out of touch but Johnny's playoff performance this narrative that he is unable to perform in the playoffs is very um skewed I would say has he been playing with players of his best caliber, of like you know, up to his level, has he had to play down to players? Yeah. Has he been playing with healthy line mates? No. Has he been doing the exact opposite this year? Yeah. Has he, is he playing one of the best seasons of hockey? Yeah. So before we, we're not going to put the cart before the horse here and say that. Johnny's a bust. All of this regular season 
uh, performance is, is for nothing. Like, can we just get there? <laughs> we still have, like, a month left of the season. Actually, I guess technically two months. Month and a half of the season left. And I know I'm talking, like, if the playoffs started today, but don't ruin this kid. <laughs> like, don't, like, stop being so negative. I swear it won't kill you to just, like, enjoy you know, what's what's ahead for this team. So, and the, the defense. Like, I, I just, I can't harp on this Johnny issue for too long. Otherwise, this is going to turn into just like a complete rant. But the defense, again, is performing at such a great level. And I don't think that this is the level that a lot of people anticipated from the full defense. You know, maybe your top two pairs were really going to carry this team. But your your third pairing has really come through this year. And do you th- do I think you can make it stronger? Yes, absolutely. But let's give Zadorov and Eric Goodbranson, like, a pat on the back, some stick taps. Because as a whole, the Flames have uh, the third least goals against in the league. That's pretty impressive, and you know, it helps that you have some really strong defensive forwards and great two-way players, but your defense and your goaltending are shut down. Like, they they, they can get the job done, and I'm sorry. Like, realistically, I think that that's, you know, they don't say defense wins championships for nothing. <laughs> like, again, realistic. Like, let's bring it back. And remember, you're playing Nashville. You've already beat them. You've already beat Colorado. You've beat Tampa. You've beaten Vegas. Okay? Like, it's okay to have some confidence under your belt. I I promise. (laughs) And coming up next, we're going to talk about, like, how do you ensure a, a successful playoff run for your team? And what does that look like? What does Daryl Sutter need to do to make that possible? Thank you so much for tuning into Locked on Flames. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Before I even start, I want everyone to remember who's coaching this team. It's not Bill Peters. It's not Jeff Ward. It's not Rod Brindamore. Rob? Rod? Rod Brindamore. It's not Martin St. Louis. It's Daryl Sutter. It's Daryl Sutter who's won three cups. Yeah. He, he's pretty good at He knows what it takes, right? So, again, let's breathe. Look at what he's done for this team from March of last year to March of this year. From almost worst to pretty much first. Pretty, pretty good stuff there. So I think he knows how to tweak things at the drop of a hat for the playoffs. But how how do you make sure that this happens? How do you ensure a successful start to the playoffs? Well, number one, I'm going to tell you right now, you sit the older players. 
and no, I'm not talking about like the first game of the playoffs. I'm talking about the last two games of the season. That limits the liability for injuries, accidents, soreness, fatigue. You don't have to worry about it. You like just let them rest. It's going to be okay. Like, do I think a young guy like Matthew Kachuk will be better suited to do that over a guy like uh, Milan Lucic? Yeah, I think that Lucic would sit over Kachuk. And that's just one game. Like, I just, I think resting your players is so important. And th- there's just, there cannot be any pettiness Do y'all remember last season, those last four games against Vancouver, when pretty much, like, uh, Noah Hannafin had been pulled for the season, uh, Sean Monaghan had been pulled for the season, Dylan Dubé ended up with a concussion, so he wasn't playing. Yeah. He still didn't, he made adjustments to make sure that most of the younger kids, like, didn't see time I don't think that can happen this year I really really don't I think that it is just safe it is playing safe and I know that hockey isn't about being safe but you know again there are a lot of teams out there who have who do this because it lets the players rest but in terms of you know after that once you're actually in the playoffs I think it's obvious to keep things, you know, well-oiled and find the equation that keeps the missiles firing. I know, I know, I know we need to do something about Trevor Lewis on that second line. I, I know we do. Listen, it is very frustrating. I don't understand it, but I'm really loving that Mangiapane and Toffoli combo on the third line. <laughs> I I understand with Yarncroc coming in, there are a lot of possibilities to shake things up, but I I don't see a possibility where Trevor Lewis is necessarily leading with top six minutes come the postseason. Do I think Mangiapane finds his way back up there? Yeah, absolutely. I think that line is gorgeous. Um, the Coleman, Backland, and Mangiapane line, I really like it. Um, there's no reason to not have them <laughs> playing together during the regular season. Sure, just to kind of, you know, what have you done for me lately sort of stuff. So, you know, it is, um, I don't want to say pettiness, but it's kind of just reminding Mangiapane that everything he's worked for can be gone in a second and you will and can be replaced by a veteran. Um, speaking of veterans, I think that what you need to do is allow the veterans to lead. This team does not have a captain named. They have not named a captain since Mark Giordano left. And I don't think that's by like any like fault of ownership or anything. I think this is an, a great way to let the leaders come forward. Let them be outspoken. Who can turn this locker room, like, from the bad news bears into something powerful? Who can motivate them? Who can uplift them after a degrading loss? Who can p- 
pick them up in their positive moments and keep that going. It's not just a one-off thing. It takes a lot to be a leader. And I would never played sports long enough to be a captain, but I work in management now. And I pride myself on my leadership skills. Do I think I could have been a captain if I was good at sports? Sure, maybe. And that's the other thing. Your captain does not have to be the best player on your team. That is not what a captain is. A captain is someone who leads. So it's that simple. You know, and I think heading into this, Tyler Toffoli is a great honorary quote-unquote captain because everyone on the Canadians just look to him for some sort of guidance and I really think that he has the experience him Luch Trevor Lewis Brad Richardson like just have that that winning they know what it takes to win that winning mentality and they have this this whole team has an identity now everyone knows who they are and it's not because they're playing mediocre hockey it's because they're coming for the cup so they need to have this gritty underdog mentality and just let it push them to the cup it's for real guys the flames are heading to the playoffs and there is nothing anyone can do about it. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Flames. You can find the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Audible, Odyssey, you name it. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. The show is also on YouTube. Wherever you're getting your show, please leave a nice little review. A rating really helps me out. And I will catch you all tomorrow for Buffalo Sabres preview and, of course, our winners and losers of the week. Bye.